Professional sports finally beginning to come back. The NBA is rolling out a 16-team playoff format. NFL presumably is going to start the season as usual, which includes fans in the stands. Oh my God. Well, I am joined today by my co-host, the mouth of the South, John Schiavone. I'm the beast of the East, Jonathan Periente. We are Downtown Sports. Let's dive into it. So before we dive into it, let me explain how we're going to do this. This episode is called a two-hitter. It's a new concept we're introducing. We're, we have an engineer that actually helps us record these episodes every single week. His name is Shane Sullivan. He doesn't go on the microphone, but he's there. He records us. He sits there and uh, cooks rice in his rice cooker and gets up in the middle of the show while uh, he's cooking rice. But he also does really cool things, too. Like what he's going to do today, and uh, he's just hearing about this now, so you could hear him. So he, he's right now scrambling, wondering what I'm going to tell him. You see this look of fear in his eyes. Uh, I'm just describing this to you also so you can get the picture of the fear in this uh, young man's eyes. As I tell him to get a timer and put it up so that me and Beast could see it. Okay, there it is. Very quickly, you see, this is why Shane is the best and um what we're gonna do is we're doing these topics in 15 minutes so we're talking nba we're getting it all out of the way and it starts right now shane start the clock so a very interesting decision has now been laid out by the nba about a week ago the nba announced they will return in july at the great old disney world resort now the next plan of the return is a 16-team playoff format. Now what does that mean? No more regular season. So whatever well, happened in the regular season is over. First thing I want to say is I love how I come out with the rant, explain exactly why Disney World is the only option they could use, and then a few days later, there it is. Just, just saying, just saying. <laughs> yeah. It's really quite incredible. Me, basketball fans. Yeah. So it's very interesting when you think about that. And now the NBA is going to go with this 16-team format. And I just want to take a look at it on my screen for just a moment. I want to take a quick look at the uh, matchups that will be taking place for the 16-team format. So wait, 16-team format would – so basically we're doing Western and Eastern Conference. With a little twist. It's wait. not going to be the typical way the conference final, the conference tournament is done. So it won't be. Oh, wait a minute. Is this the NBA play- trying to sneak in that new set of playoff rules that everybody's been talking about for the past 10 years because half of the Eastern Conference teams don't even deserve to be in the postseason about every other year? Well, let me explain it to you. So the way this will work, no conference tournament itself. There's not going to be conference quarter, Eastern Conference quarterfinals, Western Conference. You're going to play the East and the Western Conference pretty much throughout the tournament rather than, oh, you just wait till the NBA Finals till you play that Western Conference champion and all that stuff. So let's pull up the uh, – so let me just exit here to this screen for just a moment. I want to pull up the matchups here for just one moment. Yeah, um, I just want to say to everybody, um, the reason why I am seemingly ignorant to this is because I am. Um, John had called me – yesterday when this was going down and I hadn't heard about it yet. And he said, this was so ridiculous that you're not going to believe it when you read it. I said, that's it. I'm not looking at any NBA news for the rest of the day. 
because I wanted to be able to live react for you guys. So this way you could hear exactly how I feel in the moment upon hearing every bit of this. John, are you ready? So here's what we have. The number one seed, the Bucks, would take on the number 16, the Magic. The number two seed, the Lakers, will take on the Brooklyn Nets, who are the 15 seed. The Wait, number three what? Raptors, I'm going to keep going. The number three Raptors will take on the number 14 Memphis Grizzlies. The number four Clippers take on the 13 Mavericks. The number five Celtics take on the number 12 Sixers. The number six Nuggets play the 11 Pacers. The seven Jazz play the 10 Rockets. And the number eight Heat play the number nine Thunder. So you see the pattern now? Now, you see the pattern that's going on right now? This, this, hmm. So you're telling me that the NBA has now created a 16-team tournament and literally it's just the best records. We've now eliminated one through eight in the Eastern Conference. I have a question. Are there any teams that would have made the playoffs from either conference that are now barred from postseason play? Using a new format? Let's take a look at that because I think like you do, this is kind of what you do with all the the determined playoff seeds and all that. You also look at conference record. You look at win percentage. So for teams that are roughly kind of teetering on the outside, you know, this is kind of a tough break for them because, you know, hockey did this good with a 2014 tournament, which I discussed in a rant uh, last night. And I think that was fair for hockey to do that, to include these teams. But what hockey was doing is they have a qualifying round for the other eight teams that did not, that were not in the top four, that didn't have the top four records. They would play in a little qualifying round and whoever wins out of there will go to the final 16. And then they will resume the playoffs again, kind of like in the original style with that 16 team format, but they would do a little qualifying round to narrow the field. So just go right into a 16 is very, very interesting. And I, yeah, no, but, but, um, so if it's the top 16 records in the league, right. We're no longer counting Eastern and Western conference, top eight and top eight. Yeah. That doesn't seem that has nothing to do with it. It's not the pattern they're doing. You're having the East play the West. So you're not having like the typical, uh, Eastern conference quarterfinal, Western conference quarters or semis or final. And so are there any teams that would have made the playoffs in the old format? Let me go back on my screen and we'll take a little quick look at that for just a brief moment. So if we look back at the NBA, at the current uh, conference standings, and this is a very, uh, it's very interesting how they're doing this. I know you're going to get a lot of teams that were not, that are going to be pretty upset. You know, they were right on the cusp of getting in and, and now mm-hmm. they're not going to be there. Yeah. So by conference, well, after the Magic, every other team that was left in the East had a was 16 games or lower under 500. So I think that was perfectly fair that you have the top eight teams in the East with the top eight teams in the West. Everybody else in the West was eight or more games below 500. So basically, we pretty much knew that these teams that were going to make it were going to make it anyway. Yeah, the right, the right teams are in as far as I'm concerned, the right eight teams on each side are in for the season. Okay. So it's fair. Yeah. So, so what's not fair about this situation though. Yep. Is you've been preparing for Eastern conference opponents. I mean, I understand 
all the conferences play each other all the time in the NBA. But if you were, let's say, the Brooklyn Nets, who are down their top two superstars, you weren't thinking you were going to run into the buzzsaw that was going to be LeBron James wanting a championship a year removed from the first time of him not being in the playoffs in over, I don't know how many years in a row that he made the playoffs. Forget just the playoffs. I'm not even talking about NBA Finals that he's made in a row. That man's been in so many playoffs. You, you would have been picking your poison if you were the Nets. You would have been picking your poison. Uh, if they did it the regular way, the Nets would have played the Raptors in the first round. I would have played the Raptors. Who would, would have you taken? Would I you would rather have, play LeBron? Would you rather play Kawhi Leonard? I, I, you're not playing Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. Excuse me. He's on the Clippers now. Excuse me. What? Wow, John. Yeah, I get it mixed up. So if you had played, so would you have rather seen the Nets? Last week's guest announces the team that, uh, his son announces the team that uh, Kawhi plays for. <laughs> Forgive me, Ian. <laughs> Forgive me, my friend, Ian. You're supposed to be the one that knows this stuff. Next. <laughs> okay. If you are the Nets right now, would you rather play a Raptors team at number two that even without Kawhi Leonard is still very equally dangerous or would you rather play a fully stacked Lakers team with LeBron and all the big game, the big whoa, – oh, you're shaking your head there, Mouth. What would happen? I don't want to play the Lakers. I don't want to play LeBron James wanting a championship. I don't want to play Anthony Davis wanting his first title. You don't think I this don't would- want any of that mess. I don't want any of that noise right now. I don't want any of a pissed-off LeBron with something to prove. Okay. I want gonna- no part of that. You're going to have two players on the Nets that have something to prove. I know they're hurt right now, but maybe this motivates them to play. Durant, Kyrie Irving, perhaps? I mean, yeah, of course it's going to motivate them to play. This is the situation. If I were the Nets, I would have rather play the Raptors. But now, Kyrie and Durant, you're going to tell me that they're going to sit out with LeBron you're going to tell me that they're going to sit out when both of them have deep personal disdain for LeBron James. Personal deep disdain. I, I don't understand how Kyrie sits out. If these guys are even at 80%, they're coming back. And I think that the NBA, when deciding their comeback plan, took a look at, okay, what are the matchups for the Eastern and Western Conference? And then they took a look and said, what are the matchups for the 16-team tournament? They saw LA versus Brooklyn. They figured mid-July, perhaps Kevin Durant can come back. Apparently, he's working out hard and free of coronavirus. I don't know how uh, Kyrie Irving's coming along, but they're saying his recovery's ahead of schedule. ACLs are very delicate injuries. You have to be extremely careful. But do you think that they're going to turn down an opportunity to play against LeBron James? Oh, no. I don't see them turning that down. They want – if anybody has something to prove, if he wants to beat LeBron, it's Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant Durant has something to prove after he got hurt in the finals last year against Toronto. And now Kevin Durant has something to prove because if he is back with Kyrie Irving, I think without a doubt, everybody knows it's Kevin Durant's team. It's Kevin Durant's team. It's 
It's not Kyrie Irving's team. Love you, Kyrie. Great that you grew up near the area, but Kevin Durant is the star of the team. Kevin Durant is the number two player in the NBA when healthy. So this is definitely going to be a very unique playoff, especially now, now that Golden State is not in it this year. Golden State, who we always see in the playoffs, are not going to be here. So we will see a very different we may see a very different champion emerge out of here. Obviously, the Raptors are looking to defend the title they won a year ago. but now with They that- look good enough to do it, too. Don't count the Raptors out. I'm not saying, look, either way, the net, it's like, what are you going to run down? A buzzsaw or a truck going at 100 miles an hour? That's literally what the Nets are talking about here. But, you know, I'd rather, I, I definitely would rather play the Raptors, who I know the skill level is a lot lower than the L.A. Lakers with Davis and LeBron. But don't sleep on Toronto under any stretch there. No, I'm not sleeping on them. I'm just saying every year that LeBron gets worse is every year that Davis gets better and more into his prime. I'm curious to see also what some of the newbies will bring to the table. John Morant, who got drafted by the Grizzlies. Grizzlies right there in the playoffs. First playoff appearance for the youngster. John Morant, we're going to see what he can really do. Can he step up in a big playoff game? We're going to see the Celtics. We're going to see the Pacers. Some of the lower teams, maybe we don't know if they could make a little noise, but we've seen upsets before. We've seen teams below 500 make an impact in a playoff. We could see so it. Let's go through the matchups really quickly. I think the NBA did this specifically to get LA and Brooklyn involved in this because an LA, because if you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving come back for the Nets to play against the LA Lakers, that's going to be a television ratings bonanza. That's why they did that. The other matchups are very interesting too. So I believe who was eight and nine, John? It's the Thunder and the Heat. That's going to be an interesting matchup. That's going to be a matchup nobody really expected to see. Wasn't that a rematch um, from about a few years ago? Wasn't that like about a rematch from several years back in the yeah, NBA that, Finals? Yeah, NBA Finals that included Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook getting uh, yeah. broomed out, <laughs> as they say. Yeah, back at that time, LeBron was on the heat back then. That was yeah. when he was on the heat back then. So, so now the two franchises back in the postseason, post-LeBron, post-Durant, post-Westbrook, what kind of entertainment could they provide? That's a little bit of a novelty series right there. Yeah. Let me, I, I, let, let, let's go through some more of the matchups. we got about a minute left. Let's go through, some, go through some more real quick. All right, let's go back onto the screen for a moment. Let's uh, take a look at the matchups once more. Okay. Going back to the – So you have the Clippers and the Mavericks. So that's Kawhi Leonard against the Mavericks with Kristaps Porzingis. Should be very, very interesting. The Celtics against the Sixers with Joel Embiid. And and for you uh, Eastern Conference fans that were looking forward to that series, there you go. There you go. You You get the big Eastern Conference matchup that you wanted. You get Celtics 76ers. Next. Pacers against the Magic. Sorry, Pacers against the Nuggets, excuse me. Pacers and the Nuggets. That's going to be an interesting series, too, because Indiana likes to slow pace while the Nuggets like to, you know, kind of shoot all around the court. So um, that's going to be interesting as well. Nicole Jokic will be a big threat. The Jazz and the Rockets, you have Donovan Mitchell against Rich Harden. Interesting how the coalition between Gobert and Mitchell will be following when coronavirus really first burst onto the scene. Let me tell you something, Harden. That's Harden's biggest chance to – I'm sorry. That's hardest. That's hardest. Biggest chance to. Ah, damn it! Out of time. All right, we've run out of time with this one. But altogether, uh, we're gonna have to. We're out of time. We have to go to a break. We got words we gotta say. Let's take a break. When we come back, 
we dive into the NFL. Where are they going to be heading now? Having fans in the stands, they think the season will go on as scheduled? No. COVID-19? I've got words for you, Goodell. I've got words. Back after this. And we're back with Downtown Sports. I'm the Beast of the East, Jonathan Pariente, alongside my co-host, the Mouth of the South, John Schiavone. Before we dive into our next piece with the NFL, uh, John, you were finishing up a little point about the NBA before we kind of had a run out of time. Yeah, we, we said uh, the Jazz and the Rockets, right, before the time ran out? Correct. Um, yeah, this is going to be the first time we actually get to see James Harden do well in a playoff series because – if Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell haven't gotten into a fist fight yet, they might when they get back together in the locker room. Depends how things fall apart between them. And yeah, uh, let me tell you something. That team has fallen apart. One of them will not be a member of the Jazz next year, and that's that. But uh, we have a second topic, the second half of our two-hitter. So, yeah. uh, Shane, get the clock. Yep. We have the clock. We we're waiting on the clock. My God, when I told him to originally find and search the clock, is the clock uh, up? we got to get it on the screen. Oh, there right. we go. And uh, start the clock right now. John, let's take it away. Yeah, the NFL. Uh, very interesting ideas that they're going to have planned coming forward here. A, they believe the season, at least for a couple of the owners, they believe the season we could have fans in the stands by the start of the NFL season in September. Wait, what? Seems very optimistic what? like the NFL season will start on time okay what with, with what in the what now uh fans in the stands uh no the carolina panthers owner david tepper seems to believe we could have fans in some degree what Miami is preparing to uh set up their stadium to include fans what do you think the nfl is honestly going to say to the world we're not going to have fans this year i They're mean i understand not i understand okay they're saying things are going to go forward we're in May, the season starts in September, but the owner of the Panthers said, what now? We believe we can have fans in some degree. We can have fans. In some degree. What degree? Has anybody even spoken about a sort of degree about this? <laughs> well, obviously you're not going to have a packed stadium because you can't, at this point in the game, how are you going to have a packed stadium right now considering everything that's gone on? And then how many domes exist in the NFL? Oh, let's see. Uh, and do they all have retractable roofs? The answer is no. No. You have so... either stadiums with a roof or you have stadiums that don't. But here's the piece I just found here. Yeah, the Panthers owner, David Tepper, thinks the NFL could play games this year with some fans in the stadiums. Uh, what does he mean by some fans? Uh Let's just outline this for everybody. Uh, I think everybody knows this, but let's lay out the basic facts because I think people actually forget about these when you hear about these plans about fans in the stands and possibly like having people at sporting events this year. These buildings hold 80,000 people. So how many fans does he think they can have? Well, the numbers aren't exact what he believes, but if you currently do it the way – the world's doing it right now with 10 people at a time. No more than 10 people can congregate in one spot. Say you put 10 fans in one section, then another six feet, you put another 10, and then another six feet, another 10. Basically, 
you could have a stadium of about what 40,000 people maybe you have about a quarter of that total maybe about a tenth of it 10,000 fans roughly where are you getting food from group of you go to the food vendors again it's socially distant why are you going to the food vendor the second you get out of your seat you're violating social distance then they have to regulate it by maybe they'll have it regulated by section hey maybe uh some one of the of the media staff or there could be like a sign put up on the screen for any people that are in this section if you want to get food now's the time to get your food in this section if you want to get food now's the time to get your food and it's kind of like when you like when, you go, when you go to a wedding party, like we're going to a wedding banquet, like, hey, yeah, table A, you could go to get a hot dog. Oh, yeah. Then. I mean, you do it, you do it in a coordinated way. You do it at least in a sophisticated and coordinated manner. So how are you going to do a sophisticated, coordinated uh, parking lot tailgate party where you have the people painting jets on their uh, stomachs, drinking tons of Budweiser, beer after beer after beer, pre-gaming, having sausages, whatever. Look, this is all fine and wonderful if it's not coronavirus. But, you know, now you're going to tell these um, fans who might be slightly inebriated before they get into the stadium. I mean, they all say you can't allow anybody drunk in the in the stadium. As long as you don't act a fool, you could be whatever you want. But, you know, but you're going to tell people that are already probably slightly inebriated you can only get a beer at X time. What are you going to do? Are you going to have like people ordering stuff on their phones via apps? You're going to put, put plexiglass around sections of seats. Well, we've already begun to see a little small piece of that, at least in the wrestling world. You're starting to see plexiglass in the front of the, like right by the ringside areas. I wouldn't be surprised if you have like a little plexiglass booth surrounding your seat. Another person will have a plexiglass booth surrounding their seat. And you have a little door to open to get out of your seat and then to, Keep walking. You know, if if the NFL stands on the stands, really worth the amount of money. I, I just want everybody to sit and think. Just okay. really, honestly, take a take a thought about the financials here, right? How much money is it going to cost? Literally, like, because plexiglass, like, you have to pay by like the foot, right? Yeah. And how thick is the plexiglass? And if you allow holes for ventilation, then that completely eliminates the uh, the point of well, having have, the plexiglass. You're not going to have like a plexiglass roof over your head. You'll have you'll, it'll be open air above you. You'll just have plexiglass in front on the oh, left. Oh yeah. So then, when the people are walking down the stairs uh, in the stadium and they're breathing their air above you, and you're breathing it in, how? It just doesn't. Look, they have to say what they have to say. In September, who knows, this could be gone. I mean, I think for the first time in a long time, May 25th, we had under 100 deaths in New York. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're getting to the point where this could go away. I mean, we fear a second wave, and that's the thing. Once flu season hits and it gets colder, what are you going to do about fans in the stands and stuff like that? But there's no way you could realistically do that. Public restrooms. How in the name of God are you going to sanitize a public restroom, a stall after everyone uses it, a sink? You're going to have lines going all around the stadium, and then you have to, they all have to stay at least six feet apart from each other. Well, you do have to at least at some point say, okay, uh, maybe every two hours, all right, we have to briefly 
clean the bathroom. We have to briefly close the bathroom. I could tell you this from experience, uh, particularly if you work in uh, Coney Island, you know, you're going to have crowds of people coming in and out of the beach, out of the boardwalk. There's only one nearby bathroom they're going to use, and that's at Stilla, the public bathrooms over there, if you, you know what I'm going with that. Yep. But yeah, we got to clean them every couple hours. We have to maintain them. We got to clean them. We got to disinfect. That was life before COVID. Okay, yeah. people, are people going to get a little upset? They'll get a little upset. But do you know what? No, I, I don't understand how any, until we have any form of like, you know, uh, herbal treatment, medicine, uh, anti-symptom something that could be given to people when they get this that will prevent them from dying. I don't see how using a public restroom is even sanitary at all right now. Honestly, I don't. I mean, unless you're forced to, but like, think about it in the trains, they don't got public bathrooms right now. You can ride the subway in New York City and tell me where there's a public bathroom. Well, that is open. I, if you take like, if you take like Amtrak, if you take Amtrak, maybe you take NJ Transit, they might have bathrooms on those trains. But I think not. they're closed. Oh. I'm okay. pretty sure the MTA closed the ones on the Long Island Railroad, New Jersey Transit. I'm not sure if Amtrak did it, but maybe yeah. if the Amtrak is like Northeast region, probably not. Well, that's a very good debate. That's California good Amtrak is shut. Is probably following these rules. Anything that goes up and down the left coast is probably following no public bathrooms or anything like all, that. Yeah, and, and these are all things that I'm, I'm sure the NFL has to take into account. It's not just about, okay, we want to bring some normalcy back to, the, back to life again. But you have to think about the people. How are you going to keep them safe? What if something happens to one of them? Forget you just know, I have an idea. If you want to have, if you want to simulate having fans in the stands for television purposes or whatever, why don't you do this? Why don't you take the like when we're isolating everybody in the NFL who plays? I'm sure the practice squads have to isolate with each other and whatever else. Why don't you take all the members of the practice of like the 100 person practice squad you got or whatever per team, and why don't we just shove them in the stands or something? I don't know. Well, that's kind of what I as make I said, noise, I, do something. I, I don't know. Put, well, put that, people well, that are associated with the NFL in the stands for effect, but well, I, well, I not the general that, public. Well, I mentioned that is what wrestling is doing. I mean, they have they're using their own wrestlers as crowds. Uh, AEW is actually sort of doing uh, small little roped off sections where they will have fans, and they're doing that ironically. Well, where are they? It depends where you are. I mean, because yeah, listen, right there, wherever right you are in this country, you have a different situation. You have a different situation if you're in Chicago, New York City, New Jersey, okay. uh, Ohio, certain areas of Ohio than you do if you're in like uh, Nebraska. AEW is doing their events in Jacksonville. So they're using the Jaguars Stadium. If they can do a show in Jacksonville, an open air area, and they have section. Wrestling is different. And I'll tell you why. A. The ring is nowhere near the size of a football field. So you could actually put enough space on the football field to have bleachers, socially distant fans sitting six feet apart, whatever. They do that at news conferences. It's open air, perhaps something like that. But the way that you have the stands constructed in an NFL stadium, for example, they do not they do not, uh, you know, scream social distancing. They scream everybody in a mad riot yelling and screaming their heads off. 
And for them to install any sort of plexiglass, it's probably going to take hundreds of thousands of dollars per stadium to even be, and that's, I don't even know how much plexiglass costs per square foot or whatever the heck else. That's probably going to be in the, in the hundred, in the hundred million dollar range for the NFL to even outfit stadiums like that. Which kind of plexiglass you use. They're they're all different models. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and, and then you have to make yeah. sure that you pick the one where the virus doesn't get through. Well, these are all things that the NFL has to really think about. And you've heard Dr. Fauci say this a million times. The virus determines what we do. Yeah, right now, now the virus determines that you can't have fans in the stands. I mean, I, in September, it may be different. So, look, we'll I'm not going to get on the NFL right now. I'm really not going to kill them, although I really want to. I'm not because it's me. For all we know, there's a miracle, and the virus is magically zapped away by September. I have no idea. I can tell you this much. As a business, you have to plan as if everything is going to be normal until it's not. I think we can look no further than going back the 100 years ago to the 1918 flu. As I recall, they played baseball in 1919 when the flu was still a pandemic. Mm. Uh, Remember the Black Sox scandal? Remember that? Yeah. Shoeless Joe Jackson? I remember I read an old little, uh, I read a little book about it. And again, it's based on a little fiction book, but it was also putting real things into it. Like when you, like one of the rules when you went to a baseball game in 1919 during the flu, the first thing that happened was if you have any symptoms of sneezing or if you have a cold, you must go home. No ifs, ands, or buts. You show any signs at all indicating of the flu, out you go. They were very strict with pandemic rules with the with the influenza back then. You went, and they the still, but they stadiums, still played. They the still. One, had- the one thing stadiums can do, uh, yeah, they still played, but then the pandemic lasted four years, and how many people died of it? Millions. So that I mean, uh, going back and looking back, hey, they played in 1918 is literally like the worst thing to say or do. Like, oh look, it's 1918. They played during that pandemic. And everything was fine. Millions of people died, probably from going to watch sports games. Well, people that don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah, exactly. But there's ways. I'm not saying have no fans forever. Like Ohio State, for example, is trying to come up with a way that they can put 20,000 fans in the stands in a 100,000-seat stadium, perhaps. In open air, perhaps. Maybe. It depends where you are. You'd have to spread out those 20,000 or so fans that you're going to put in a stadium like that, and you have to put them in different sections as long as they're right there near a fire exit, near like some kind of an exit, like an emergency exit. You know what? All these ideas sound great for next year when we don't have the vaccine, but, you know, we kind of have to just go about life. You know, maybe these ideas, these plans, you could see them for 2021 or beyond if we want to start having fans in the stands then you know uh, logistically how it's the nfl has maybe two three months to figure out how to figure out the logistics of putting fans in the stands now you have to have every nfl team figure out the smartest safest way to do that then the players have to agree to have fans in the stands and we've already nfl player right now that's going to have to go play football in the middle of a pandemic. I see that Major League Baseball is not going to have fans. 
the NHL is not going to have fans. The NBA is not going to have fans. But somehow I could go run out onto a field where they're going to, where right now the current plan is pack 80,000 people into a stadium while wearing masks. Maybe uh, they have a temperature screen at the door, right? Um, that, 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 that's never going to work. So if this is the actual final idea that the NFL has and this is what they're rolling with, I'd be completely shocked. I'd be completely shocked. And that is time. Very, very interesting points that the NFL is going to have to make. How do you do the season safely? How do you do it to ensure no one gets hurt? How are you going to do this to make sure people can feel confident to be in a stadium? If you ask me, I think the NFL maybe will just bite the buck and not have, and not have people in the stands this year. I mean, that's the only sensible thing. If they actually have fans in the stands, I, I will not go. Um, and I would encourage others to not do so. I mean, I, until there is some form of treatment or there is a severe reduction in the virus, we can't even think about possibly having fans in the stands. But, but don't get upset at the NFL just yet. It's May. They started September. If they want to say that they want to have fans for preseason games, then, then start getting upset. Well, training camps are going to start in June. Coaches can go to the training facilities now as per the new mandates that have been laid out by Commissioner Goodell. And now that the coronavirus has finally begun to <clears throat> decrease, so now it's at a more safer level that we don't have to fear for our life now anymore. But again, that's just to come depending back to training are. and practice training camps. Yeah, depending where you are, you don't have to fear for your life anymore. Depending Every where state, you are. Every state has it differently. It's and as New York and, and as Long Island actually today starts to open up, um, you know, let, let's take a look. Let's see what happens. But in the meantime, I hope all of you out there stay safe. This has been Downtown Sports. I am John Shavoni, the Mouth of the South. That's the Beast of the East, Jonathan Periente. And, uh, John, tell them where they can hear all of our stuff. I think we're on about 20 different places. <laughs> we're on about eight of them. Yes, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. We are on every week, Tuesday or Wednesday. We will have rants, a live show. Every week we will update you guys on the ever-changing news in the sports world in the pandemic of COVID-19. Will we eventually come out of this and talk about real sports again? We will. Oh, absolutely, we will. But, but until then, well, not until we can actually talk about real sports, but until next week when we find something else to talk about, I'm the Mouth of the South, John Schiavone for the BCE's John Pariente. It's downtown sports coming from Quarantina Shore. We're out.